Do you know someone who is reckless or careless? Maybe someone who brags that can't back it up. Are you willing to take shots at them? Then this is the show for you. Welcome to Cowboy Season. Welcome to Cowboy Season, everyone. Brought to you by Matty Ice Media, as always. And this time, I'm going to tell you, I'm your host, Matty Ice, or your co-host. Cleve, are you out there? Yes, sir. How you doing, man? What's going on? You know, I'm, I'm doing great on a little bit of personal news. I know I told you this offline, but uh, my son turned one over the weekend. Oh. And uh, little guy didn't really enjoy the experience whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, not, I... <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan at all. So no what? No pony? Was he disappointed? No. Uh, well, I'm sure that in some way he's disappointed that he has me as a father. Um, but uh, <laughs> overall, I just I think it's funny because he just did not like the attention whatsoever. And maybe it's because my wife bought him a pom pom hat or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. he just he was not into it until everybody was kind of not looking. But it was funny. Um, but I, I think of it. I celebrate it not just for him making it to one, but to we survived. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing. You know, birthdays are always good. I for one uh my birthday is in the, in the winter dead of winter so i was always off of school you know or like around my birthday so i i enjoy like taking that time to myself but i had a party since so i was like 17 so yeah i don't make a big big deal of it i like it to be acknowledged but you know i can go without the 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 extravagance of it i guess the pomp and circumstance of, pomp and uh, circumstance although dude so <sighs> Um, a lot of people, and I've noticed it, like a lot of black women treat it as like their birthday month. Like they take yeah. the whole month. And it, what do you think that comes from before we get into the topic of the day? Because I've noticed that and I just always have felt like, all right, my birthday is a day. Maybe I'll take the weekend if it's on a Friday or something. But mm -hmm. for the most part, that's it. I've just noticed a lot of black women treat it as like, oh, it's my birthday month. And uh, I think I it's know. the it's the it's the turn up culture. Like I want to turn up. I want to I want to party you know, okay. rock star stuff. Um, yeah. I've noticed, you know, people, you know, making, I'm like, their birthday was like a, two weeks ago and they're still celebrating. I'm like, that was like two weeks ago, right? And I was like, yeah, we're still going hard. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like the old man when you think that way? Because I, I am, I wonder. I'm very, I'm very old when it comes to a lot of things. I was talking to somebody um, most recently and now I was talking to my mom earlier. And a lot of things that now I sound like my dad. I literally sound like an old person, like, get off my lawn, kid. You know, I am, I, I just, you know, I come from a different era, I like, I like to say. So between my generation and my daughter's generation, it's, a, it's like a time warp, you know? Crazy. Yeah, I find myself um, getting that way in weird ways. Like, I'll tell you what drives me nuts. Um, so my neighbor's kids, right? Like, there's a whole bunch of teens. They're probably in, like, seventh or eighth grade. They all play basketball together. And then there's little kids, too. And they run around all the yards in the cul-de-sac. Like they're running up through my front yard. They're leaving their toys in my front yard and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking out the window and Chris, and I'm saying to like my wife, I'm like, this is really bothering me. She's like, are you really that person? And I was like, I didn't do this when I was a kid. Like they're no. leaving their toys in my lawn. I should sell them. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, oh really? You're going to be that guy. And I'm just like, I don't know why it bugs me so much. Like the kids playing doesn't bug me. I mean, I just know that it was different when I grew up and yeah. I didn't go into somebody's yard, especially if I didn't know them. Yeah, nah. We always had the one scary house on the block where like like the that me? 29 murders were committed there and I'm like, oh shit. So, Is that me? So if, if, a ball, <laughs> if a ball goes into that yard, that ball's gone. Like, well, no one's going to 
to Mr. Johnson's yard to get the ball. And so, yeah, I totally know what you're saying. So, you know, I mean, stay in your lane. <laughs> I, I guess so. I, I don't know. So I still have some of the toys in my garage because they never came back to clean. Never came. So oh, I was like, all right. I left them out in the front yard forever. They got rained on, snowed on. And so I, they're in my garage and I was like, I'm going to throw them away. And well, no, my, my wife said, no, no don't a great, do that. Yeah, there's a great plan here. You can have a yard sale and sell them back their own shit. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's actually good. They'd be like, how much for this? I'm like, how much is it worth to you? Because it wasn't worth anything to you for the last yeah, six months. Ex exactly. So, sell anyway. you back their own shit. Um, so, so the last last week we talked about uh, some pretty cool stuff. I thought the the whole uh, LeBron and and athletes in terms of being you know social not social justice warriors because I think that has a negative connotation, but you know just active in the social in the social justice world. And we talked about how it related to like Michael Jordan and stuff like that. Um, and two weeks ago I brought up that ESPN goat photo, which was notoriously missing a female. Yesterday mm -hmm. was National Women's Day. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I before we get into this topic, I can't help but think that you know nowadays with for for me anyway, like for for every great man, there's usually a very strong woman by his side. Or and and, and I think that you and I have been fortunate to have those kinds of women in our lives. Uh, I know your mm -hmm. mom, your your mom are very close. Uh, you mm -hmm. know my my both of my moms in some fashion have been that way for me, and obviously my wife and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. so I think women are getting hopefully getting to a place where they are treated a lot more equal and respectfully i think because i think we as men are acknowledging that they are capable of a lot and especially look at like pregnancy and oh yeah i, and I couldn't do that shit. no and uh, honestly when i watched everything that my wife went through for nine months and then the whole birth it was like it, it was eye-opening for me however it's not eye-opening to everybody and mm -hmm. uh, a certain someone named Les Miles, it is certainly not eye-opening to him. And I don't know if you've been aware of this story or not. Uh, report came out last Thursday about, uh, apparently Les Miles likes himself some young blonde women um, to the extent that he, uh, there are text messages and Facebook messages between him and college-aged females uh, kissing some of these students uh, in his office. Uh, requiring there to be only blonde women that come into his office wow. only certain students could come into his office uh getting specific looking cheerleaders to help recruit, wow. um and, and kissing women that would you know all of these different things uh it turns out that that report came out in 2013 and uh lsu kept him on the roster for four years after that um so I, I wanted to get into that a little bit because we have talked about the culture of winning uh mm -hmm. urban meyer specifically and we didn't really get into a lot of the details of him we've talked about how we both don't like him um but when you hear this you know what do you what is your initial thought knowing who les miles was and for those of you who don't know breaking today the university of kansas let him go as their head football coach most of you probably had no clue he was the head football coach at the University of Kansas because University of Kansas sucks in terms yeah. of football. So yeah. there's that. Uh, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that if you weren't already aware of this whole mess. It, you know, it, I said last week about the about the scandal with the uh, Olympic gymnastics team. Or, I'm sorry, the National mm -hmm. Gymnastics Team. And uh, when when these men are in, in power, um, some of the ridiculousness that goes on. Uh, with the culture of winning, you know, that they set aside a lot of a lot of things that will cost them dearly because, you know, this is not the end of the fallout. I'm pretty sure there are lawsuits, ways of lawsuits 
that are coming that everyone's gonna hit the university up to to make to make it right. Um, it's disgusting, obviously, and um, it's just again, it's you know this happened in 2013. It's 2021, and it's now resurfacing because again, this is happening. It's kind of like getting constant now where we're seeing these men in power or people in power really abusing it. You know, have you ever seen this the uh, series Mad Men? Uh, no, back but in the I, day? no, but I know uh, very much about the whole premise of Don, yeah. Don Draper, I believe. Yeah. So, so Mad Men, in, in a nutshell, um, was a snapshot of of life in the 1950s in the corporate world, so to speak, where the guys would before a meeting or after a meeting would have a scotch in the office, like it's just you know, or have a sick, you know, they you know blow cigars in the office. Or tell the secretaries, hey, tomorrow we got people come, we got clients coming in, wear something tighter than that, which you got on today. Like it was, it was brutal. And it's obviously before HR and stuff like that. But it makes you think of like, you know, if someone went to the um, AD or the administration and says, hey, you know what, this guy is, you know, you gotta check this guy out. This doesn't seem right. Did they act on it or did they investigate it? It's, it goes back to like the Penn State stuff where, you see something and you hear something and you're like, hmm, I well, I didn't think the guy's like that. But people are telling you, like, listen, you know, have you noticed like the kind of women that go in there or the kind of women he wants around him? It's just, it's, it's crazy, man. I, I just don't know. Apparently they wanted to fire him or let him go in 2013 and they, they thought against it. And I can't help but wonder what conversations happened, you know, like, when we watch, I've never seen Mad Men, but I know that much of what women took in terms of that kind of, I don't even want to say abuse necessarily, but they saw it more, it was more normalized to them. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they were okay. Now, I don't want to say they were okay with it, but I think it was more commonplace for them to comply because that's just the way society was, right? Like they were, uh, men were more likely to make those asks and women were more likely to comply and nowadays we just don't do that because we're so much more aware of how much bullshit that actually is right yeah like, and it seems like les miles felt that he had enough clout at that university to be essentially don draper at the university and the fact that so many people went along with it i don't i, I really don't understand it like it's so it blows my mind to think that there's too much at stake for that to be okay for as long as it's okay like the thing that's interesting is how you hear reports that hey people have been telling him this for years and then then they still keep him there for four years and he's allowed to make a lot of money doing that yeah and yeah. the only reason that they let him go was because he stopped winning not because yeah of this. yeah exactly i was gonna i was gonna kind of get to that you know nothing erases uh, or cleanses ills like a championship or a playoff run, you know, where the boosters are happy and money's coming in and they're like, hey, go, you know, get along and go along. So, yeah, but once that stops, they have no reason to keep you. You think if, uh, if, if Saban did something, it wouldn't get kicked under the rug? Saban's a god in Alabama. It's a god yeah. there. But do we need to rethink this whole paradigm? It, right? Like, we, we have allowed like i guess for from for me i find it more and more uh likely that i can separate these things like i can't separate less miles like the art from the artist sort of a thing because as the when when he's the head football coach at, at a university 
those head football coaches are like the highest paid guys in their state. And to me, that comes with a responsibility because they're not, they're technically amateur athletes. They're college students. And we're not talking about abusing the the players that are making Mm -hmm. them money. We're talking about dictating what like only blonde women can like come into my office, like here, have a seat on my lap, sending them text messages, like clandestine outings with college age kids. And he's in his like late fifties. It's creepy as hell. How 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 far off is that from from Hugh Hefner back in the day? You know, he walked you, around in his pajamas and and he said that once you turn 25, you couldn't be his girlfriend anymore. Like literally after the age of 25, you were replaced with a new bunny in the house. Like, I mean, his show was ridiculous. I don't know if it was MTV. I may be speaking out of school here, but I remember on the show, beautiful women were like, yeah, Hugh. He was no he's no longer interested in me because I'm getting older. It's like, how old are you? I'm 26. And I'm like, what? This guy's like 75 years old. Oh, you know? God. Yeah, and it's just yeah, so yeah. I mean, but again, I'll I'll do you one even more, you know, recent. We had a person elected president of this country that had a myriad of scandals, you know, albeit their allegations, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't investigated to the point of 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 finding out the truth, but you know. I was under the impression that when you are vetted for a position, whether it's the head coach of the Kansas State Jayhawks or President of the United States, that you should have enough um, in your in your background that these things aren't aren't questionable. Like they shouldn't be. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, you know, let's uh, let's pause here. Let's let's look into this. You know. But again, the culture of winning. If we're gonna yeah. win a championship, if we're gonna if we're gonna place in the top ten, you know, we're gonna make the college playoffs. It, it's okay it's okay so do you think it has more to do with like well because really the the schools are and professional teams to an extent too they're selling the product which is wins i would think right and they're selling everybody on this not just the players that play for them but the students that go to the school right yeah like you go there because oh we have a good football program and football program brings in dollars which technically makes the university better so there's a lot at stake in these these high-end sports and i get that but i just don't like i guess i want to know like how do you like if you were one of these people and you had to consider this like most jobs don't stand for this kind of thing in today's age i would say like there are less and less instances of this happening in like professional workspaces because we just don't tolerate it anymore like it we are we are evolving as a society in many many ways but like if you're the ad at this school and people come to you like i guess what i want to know is how do you and i use like the royal you handle allegations versus reality because you are not like law enforcement so you are not necessarily equipped to like say what's the truth and what's not the truth based off of things Mm -hmm. so like do you think it's tough for these folks to make these decisions or do you think that the allegations if there's enough of them should be enough to at least take a well, step yeah. back from the individual yeah if there's smoke there's fire um i would also go to say you know if an, if a player did something and you know the school has the reach to investigate at least investigate to see uh, look, well let's look into this and see if there's some you know some truth here uh it shouldn't be beyond reproach to say to the coach like listen we're hearing a lot of rumblings we're going to launch an investigation if you have something to say, say it now and don't let it come out and embarrass the school or yourself because it's going to get, you know, we have an independent person coming in to look at this. Not one of our guys. Someone from the outside is coming yeah. in. So 
you got something to say, this is the time before they start on Monday or whatever it is. So I believe that, you know, um, when you're recruiting um, young, young women and young men to come to a university, um, obviously you, you're sitting in someone's living room to their mother and father saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm this guy, I'm upstanding and this, that, and the other. So, you know, it's, it, it, it begs to believe that, listen, you know what? This guy sounds solid. I think I should entrust my little Jimmy to him, you know? Yeah. But then little Jimmy goes to, I forgot the school that Rick Latino was at, and it's a full-on brothel. Yeah, full-on brothel situation on his watch. And you're like, you're the head guy. You're the head guy. How do you not know this is going on? Like, someone's rogue on your staff doing this? There's probably, like, some rumblings where you find out, hey, this is going on. And, well, guys, you need to shut it off because it's going to get, you know, it's if it gets out, I'm done. You know, it's disappointing. Uh, we've talked about Urban Meyer, and I think we can go into detail on him now because I think I sort of said how much I dislike him, and yeah. I dislike him so much even more now because he's making a pro salary, which just I can't tell you how frustrating that is. <laughs> but he has been to a, like he has been one of those people. Like when I see Les Miles, for some reason it doesn't surprise me. That what you know, the, just his overall look, like I could totally see that, especially from these guys from the south sometimes, you know. But um, um, Urban Meyer has managed to somehow escape the that right to an extent where he's had all of these things follow him. With with I think about Aaron Hernandez, that's one that doesn't get talked about as much. By the way, we talk mm -hmm. about the recent stuff with Ohio State. But Aaron Hernandez is something that I would love for him and the Patriots to both be accountable for in terms of what did you know? Like at this point, it's water under the bridge. But did you know? Because Urban Meyer has known a lot of things. Think about all the arrests at Florida, all mm -hmm. the crap that went on with his staff at Ohio State. And yet he seems to just keep getting better job after better job after better job. And I guess, like, is there a standard that we should set for hiring? in this in this way like absolutely could you, hire, could you hire somebody to a promotional position knowing the baggage that has followed urban meyer specifically i mean there's always i guess levels to and i, I can't believe i'm gonna say this out loud like there's there's uh there's grievances that are minor and major right okay. um some people look at urban saying i didn't know that my one of my assistant coaches or someone on my staff was alleged you know allegedly beating his what his pregnant wife and things of that nature um it's it's hard to say you know if it's an allegation or if it's if it's a hardcore fact like okay this is happening he beat his wife last weekend um she was in the hospital we know of this what do you do you know, yeah. what do you do? So a lot of a lot of um, the vetting, I think, are done by people who are in the same circles. You know, people get leaned on. Hey, you know what? This is my guy. I want to bring him in because I'm pretty sure at Jacksonville, when they were hearing that the strength and conditioning coach was coming in, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody's like, no, no, no. He's my guy. I know the guy. I got a 20 year relationship with him. I'm bringing him in. And they're like, okay, well, if you know them, we're good. But again, it's up to the, the organization to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't care if you know the guy, the history of this, he just got fired. Like, we're not, we're not bringing him in. Like, you can do whatever. But again, they, these guys come in with the egos. It's, it's a machismo sport. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I can just kind of do whatever. But again, you can't, you can't, but you make a good point about 
you know, this guy's the man in the state. Like you might recognize Les Miles before you recognize the governor of somewhere. And go, this is the this is Les Miles. This is the governor of wherever. And you're like, oh, I know who that is, but I don't know who that is. You know. So these guys walk yeah. around with this with this kind of things. Just as athletes walk around with this, I can do anything. And then when they get in trouble, they're like, oh, well, I thought I was good here. Like I thought like coach don't could take care of this. Yeah, exactly. Like I always say about the James Winston crab cake gate when he walks into Publix to get crab. Like, who's to say? And this is a speculation that they always did that, and it just happens to be a day where someone was like, "Who the fuck's that?" Oh, that's the that's the quarterback for the state. And he's like, he's he walks in and just gets crab like crab legs and walks out. Yeah, they that's what they do. Because I remember in high school and in college where athletes got treated with more preferential treatment than other regular people. It was just like that. So again, now you're the coach of this thing. And people looking at you like, well, coach can do whatever. So I'm doing it. You remember Mark Tressel, Ohio yeah. State? Uh, yeah. So so he got let go for, I believe it was, and you know, you jog my memory. Was it the memorabilia thing? It was that the memorabilia was, thing, yes. So that gets you the door, but overlooking your assistant abusing his pregnant wife it's a slap on the wrist where you hey hey issue an apology and we're good here well, hold on a <laughs> second because i i want to want to point something out about by the way i forgot it was jim trestle jim trestle um, yes not, yeah but we know we call him the sweater vest because he always wore yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. he always, always. wore sweater vest so uh let's see his last year at ohio state and he's the exception to the rule because Usually, guys get let go with a scandal like that because they they aren't winning. Uh, he went twelve and one in his last season, so he was doing like you know what I mean. Like, it is interesting the way that the NCAA works because we've talked about other instances where players have been held accountable for something that seems like not really that big of a deal. And you always talk about how you have a dislike for Pete Carroll because of the way that he left specifically reggie bush in the wind out bro. to dry uh yeah. over something that like he bought his mama house or right is that what it was something yeah like yeah that, right? yeah yeah he got his mama house yeah yeah and you've talked about how there's no accountability there pete carroll went on to coach he's still coaching right he's still coaching the seahawks he got an upgrade to be honest and look <laughs> yeah. at all these but here's the other aspect of this that i find interesting um you know I, I, what's his Les Miles will work again? I bet you he will. Um, because oh, yeah. just g- give it some time. But I swear to God, if he was a black head coach, we'd never see him on HBO again. And I'm not trying to bring race into everything, but it does make you wonder because we've seen head coaches get fired that are black for like, you know, I mean, Lovey Smith went to a Super Bowl with the Bears, got the axe, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, they would not be able to weather this storm quite this way. And it begs the question of what's the line? Like what what winning is the line, right? Because if Jim Trestle gets let go at 12 and one, that's almost mm-hmm. like, it, it. That to me, that's almost like them saying, hey, look, we fired a guy who's winning. It's not all about winning. Yeah. But yet the infraction was yeah. nothing. The infraction yeah. was nothing. And he yeah. got fired as a punishment for the players, right? The players yes. are selling money because they're broke college players. Urban Meyer and Les Miles are actively either covering up or perpetrating crappy behavior. Jim Trestle yeah. was just like an old, he probably didn't even know what the memorabilia was that they were like giving Fucking away. Was jer- it the barbershop? Jer- 
Yeah, jerseys and fucking trophies and, and fucking cleats. Like, seriously. And you know what, man? It's stuff that they actually played in. Like, they're profiting yeah. off of their own name, which last time I checked in capitalism was legal. But yet it's illegal by the NCAA standards. But these guys can get paid millions and millions of dollars. Like, what, mm -hmm. what is Saban's salary? Like, 10, 12 million a year? Yeah, yeah. You got NFL coaches are not even making that. And if uh, that some, NFL, some NFL coaches are not making that. You and... Know? they have prioritized these like you're right nick saban is like a god in tuscaloosa oh yeah you kidding and, me and i wonder what's the line in which that he what, what kind of a crime could he commit and still be cool you know what i mean like what's think about that like we could go through crimes and be like ooh, grand larceny yeah he'd probably be fine dude <laughs> he, he might he might could hit someone like like drunk driving god forbid i'm just talking yeah. out you know talk he can do that and probably walk he could probably do you, walk. Do you think he um, survives like hitting a player on the field? You know how like you see coaches used to slap oh, a yeah. player upside the head. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I yeah, so? I totally see that. Yeah, I mean if if uh, what's the what's the angry coach back in the day with the white hair? I keep forgetting his name. Uh, choked the kid on the court. Oh. Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Oh, good guy. He's still yeah. alive, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Knight. Shout out to Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Like, yeah, he would. He would throw like chairs across the court, slap a kid around, it, you know. But again, they were winning. You know, there were appearances, there were final fours. You Bobby know, Knight. actually, that <laughs> that is a great example of what I'm talking about because Bobby Knight generally gets looked at for being a virtuoso coach, and I don't think there's really any argument to be made there. Like as a basketball coach, he was excellent. Like he got so much out of those teams and it was a lot of white kids too, right? Like winning mm -hmm. national titles in the eight, in the seventies with white kids. Mm -hmm. And, but generally as a human being, like he's a piece deplorable. of crap. Yeah. <laughs> he's deplorable. A piece of crap. De deplorable. But we somehow managed to separate those two things. Like on, on political football, Dave talked about how urban Meyer was the greatest college coach of all time. And I just can't separate those two. I'm like, nah. no, nah. because and I still don't think of Bobby Knight that way either. While Bobby Knight is in the top 10 in terms of wins, like all time in NCAA history, he's a scumbag. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shout out to you, Bobby Knight. Yeah. He's a scumbag, <laughs> right? But you're so right about that. Like, that is a perfect, perfect example. Remember the college coach? Was it Woody Hayes? Uh, uh, I Was he coached for Ohio State? And he literally, like, punched a player who ran into him on the sidelines in a bowl game and got yeah. fired. Got fired, yeah, yeah. Got Punched fired. a player in the face, and and the kid, the the coach from Rutgers, um, back in the day, that they had video of the practice where he was shoving kids, pushed them to the ground, you know, knuckling kids behind the head, and until that video surfaced, he he was he was surviving the situation because no one, half the team was split about he's a great coach. It's just the way he coaches. It's his style versus. Yeah. Okay, this is not cool. Like this, that, this dude is physically assaulting these guys. You know, college oh, players. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. What about like Parcel? Do you think he gets a pass because it's pro players? Well, I mean, him and him and him and LT. There's a lot of footage of them joining each other. You know, but I think that Parcel's guys, the air quotes. Yeah. Uh, you know, because the way he treated Phil Sims was different from the way he treated LT, and LT was doing everything in the book to that would get him cut today or even banned from the league. You know, but here you are—you had a squeaky clean quarterback that you're you're berating for 
not executing the game plan. But then you got a player that was on a all night coke binge walked walked in and he like suit up and get out and feel, you know, like it's like you're rewarding bad behavior, and you're like you're coming down on someone who's doing probably the best they can under your situation. It's crazy. Yeah. So I I think of um, two things, two two questions. Um, do you think it's different for professional coaches? So because they are coaching paid professionals, they the obviously there's a line like they can't do rate you know racist to sort of things and, and other. I think we, we both know that there are lines there. But like in terms of berating, like Bill Belichick does that. Bill Belichick doesn't care who you are, and he'll let you know when you have done something wrong. Yeah, dress and, down in the wind. But players yeah. get sort of sometimes like almost offended by that. But it's like you're a paid professional to do this like this is your job how much do you think there is a difference between say Saban who is coaching amateur players and like Bill Parcells and Belichick who are coaching professionals do you think there is a difference in how they can treat the players and the staff I think Saban is the outlier in in this in this situation because Saban's programs have been so successful that guys would say I will endure a year of this bullshit because I'm going to the NFL like it, it's a little different versus someone who's coaching the Santa Monica banana slugs or some shit, Santa Cruz banana slugs, whatever. Like it's it's a different situation. So Saban is like, he would get a pass from the players because someone on the team would be like, hey, Matt, I know he's riding you, bro, but bro, after the season, you're going to the NFL. Like just, yeah. just, just keep your head down, fucking get through it, you know? And that's probably happened because we don't have all access to these guys and and when the cameras are rolling and stuff like that. I remember that year of hard knocks with um uh coach that we had on the Jets, Gunther. Um told the kid I'll cut you on the fucking field. Like he told the kid that, you know, and people like got all all like, you know, oh, oh he shouldn't have said it. I'm like he's a grown man to a grown man. If the guy had a problem, he would turn around and say, "Hey, don't talk to me like that or whatever." But again, these guys would get jettisoned if they did that. Remember the linebacker that asked for XBB for his money during the season, which I, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't agree with him asking for money, but the timing was wrong. Like it's the middle of the season, do it at the end of the season or the beginning of the season. Like you're on a run and then you get, you get sent to the fucking Browns. Like you get sent to the Browns. Yeah. And I think they, they went to Super Bowl that year, right? The, uh, uh, the, yes. And yeah. I think they, I think they jettisoned him to the Owen 16 Brown. Yeah. So yeah, even worse. So, so, so just say, Oh, you want your money? Okay. Go see Janice. She'll take care of you. And then there's a fucking bus ticket to Cleveland, Ohio. Like, you know, so again, um, I think there's, there's a level of respect that goes into it. But then at the end of the day, certain, certain people in society, whether we like this or not, they carry a certain currency that others don't. You know, look at the governor of New York now embroiled in this scandal. You know, well, he's embroiled in a couple of scandals, but the one about the sexual harassment stuff. And his, like, someone needs to tell him to stop talking and let his handlers do the talking because him saying stuff like, well, I asked everyone how, who who they're dating and are you going out tonight? I'm like, "Eh." we don't do that anymore. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) if, if, if I'm saying, hey, Matt, so you're seeing someone new? Yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that, but I'm like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, so is she putting out? Like, you know, like, you don't, yeah. Also, <laughs> what I would say, so for those of you, for those listeners, uh, we're talking about 
Andrew Cuomo, right? Yes. Governor of New York. So what I would say to him is, you do know you have the right to be remain silent. Yes. You know? So this is about, yeah, don't stop talking. Stop talking, please. I actually love it when that comes up in like uh, crime shows when one person just won't stop talking and they're like, you know, you have the right to remain silent. Like that's the whole point. Um, yeah. You're right about that. But I, I want to get get one more question on the, the football thing. Uh, in college, do you think that players have lines of their own based off of the success of the program? Because we've heard some of these coaches get uh, outed right at Iowa. We heard the guy, and that's the, that's the guy you were mentioning. Uh, I can't remember his name, Chris something. But yeah. that that program has been marginally successful over that time. Yeah, yeah. They're not winning he's, national titles. He's put 19 guys in the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> but do you think that they that the winning of the program has a lot to do with the lines that the players have? So, like, are the players willing to put up with more stuff because, like you said, they're either going to go to the NFL or that the program is winning national titles, which is getting them notoriety? And do you think that if, say, Iowa was like on the level of Alabama, that we wouldn't have heard about this guy and he would have been allowed Correct. To, yeah. to do his thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For so sure. Are the players and coaches sort of complicit in the whole thing? Like, do you think it's a I've, combined effort? Yeah. It's, it's the example I gave you with Parcells and, and LT, you know? I, you know, if you're one of the guys, if you're one of these, this guy's guy, and again, we're all speculating for the listeners. Like, you know, we don't, we're not talking in absolutes. We're talking about what we, what we think is going on. And so you got a five-star running back or a five-star quarterback or whatever. And uh, as long as he's, he doesn't kill anyone, they're going to, they're going to do that. Look at what happened at Baylor a few years ago. All the, all those arrests that they just kind of like, I mean, full on sexual assaults, rapes. Oh, yeah rapes that art and I'm Bryles like, just like yeah and i'm like because... holy shit like are you are you serious like you are you like someone if one person came to you and be like hey i was sexually assaulted at one of the football frat houses all right that's enough but you, you're talking in in the in the double digits of of allegations and i'm like no one says hey hey just shut this thing down find out what's going on it's amazing what power can do so to transition to cuomo who I was going to bring up a little bit later, but um, we still can. Yeah. And the, the stuff that I've that have come out has come out about Cuomo, specifically as it relates to the sexual harassment stuff. Like we won't talk about the the nursing home numbers with COVID. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. really know enough to speculate yeah. about it. It is what it is. I know that numbers can be manipulated. I work with numbers for a living. But with the sexual, you know, the sort of like uncomfortable uh, behavior, so to speak. Um. You know, when he, he says a lot of things about try, trying to sort of clear his name and really what it tells me is that he is tone deaf, number one. Like he doesn't understand why we're bringing this up and why these women were uncomfortable with it in the first place. But also he seems to have fallen into a trap that a lot of men in positions like his fall into that, well, I, I, you know, people want this attention from me. Yeah. People want this kind of thing like that picture i don't know if you saw it that picture of him touching the girl's face and yeah he looks terrified yeah. but like not overtly terrified in the way that we would see like in a horror movie but deeply uncomfortable and he looks happy as a pig and shit. yeah yeah did, did you see the video with the hot doggy like the, the sausage oh. eating when, when he had yes. her put put the whole thing in your mouth I'm like bro <laughs> like come on man like these but guys we talk yeah mm. we talk all the time uh, since harvey weinstein we to for the oh. listeners uh for the, <laughs> for the <laughs> listeners cleve and i would joke about potted plants because we never <laughs> understood 
Like, I, who was it? Him that did that? Or was yeah, it, it was him. No, it was it was him. Right, was him. jerking off into a potted plant that somehow equates to something one that any human would want to see, and two that that is something that somebody would want to see without asking. Like, yeah, and oh I don't man, yet I don't like Les Miles. The stuff that we're hearing about him happened eight years ago. The Cuomo stuff happened, I don't think, recently. Yeah, and Harvey yeah. Weinstein was not that long ago. And yeah. it's like, how can Cuomo have not gotten yeah. a memo? Like <laughs> a lot of these is, guys. This is the thing that kills me about these, like, these I, I don't even want to call them woke stances, but like sexual harassment, racism, you know, things of this nature. Like it's like smoking too. Like any young person that takes up smoking, like you know how much evidence we have that smoking is almost one of the worst things that you can do, and yet yeah. you're still taking it up. It's like how does Cuomo not realize in a moment, oh, this is not something I should be doing. Like how are we not taking social cues? Is it the power that goes to his head? Yes. Like, if he's just an average Joe yes. Schmo, do you think he yes. does think about that? Yes. Like are we more likely to think about it because we have more to? Well, technically he has more to lose, right? But. Maybe the maybe the sense that he has something to lose gives him that power of superiority that he's invincible. Like we don't have that. Yeah, I I always I always daydream about at a G seven or something like that. You know, the summit all the world leaders go to, where, and this is a, the coolest name for a leader ever is the supreme leader. That's like that, that that's like I don't know why I'm infatuated with that. Like like everyone's being called president this or chancellor this or or prime minister this and it's like oh the supreme leader <laughs> like when they sit and talk with each other and they hear like you know they hear you know they hear about each other's headlines some of them in the room would say well that would never happen to me even if it happened like you think putin someone's gonna go to putin you know go to to russian parliament and be like yeah putin touched me are you, are you kidding it's not gonna happen because no. some of these some of yes some of the reaches that these that these people have are yeah so if you're a co if you're an assistant coach or you're you're the lieutenant governor or you're a staffer and you see something to say something right which is the moral obligation you have to your you know fellow co-workers and yourself and then you risk damaging your your career because you know we all know whistleblowers don't fare well they encourage people to come out and speak but then these people's lives are destroyed mm -hmm. because look at eric snowden he, mm -hmm. he can't even come back to the country you know but it's like it's like when you're the whistleblower you're like you know what i'm not gonna say something because matt saw the same thing maybe matt might say something so i'm not yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get involved in that you know where you see stuff or you might say to the governor hey you know what please don't touch me like that um, our our current president, and I'm I'm owning this. There's a lot of videos where he's just kissing people and touching people. I'm like, holy shit! I'm a trainer, and I have to ask someone to touch them if I'm cueing an exercise. And they're like, hey, Cleve, where am I supposed to feel this? And I'm trying to demonstrate first. Okay, here, pinch your shoulders back. You know, lift your arms, whatever. They're like, I'm stuck. Where am I? I'm like, well, can I touch your back? I have to actually say that to someone, even if mm -hmm. it's a male or female. I just don't go touching people. Like you just don't do that. Yeah. We're not in that that era anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, touching it, touching a kid, touching a kid. You know, we've all had to. We've all seen in in, in the bathroom, and I never would understand this. So, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here. Where someone brings their kid into a male, like a a, a family. Oh, I'm sorry, a uh, a public bathroom, and they're undressing the kid 
before the kid gets in the stall to either take a piss or take a poop. And I'm like, you don't have to expose this kid to the adults in here. Or guys are walking around in the locker room at work and I'm like, your kid's not supposed to be in here like with this. There's a family locker room, take your kid to that locker room. So again, I think sometimes the arrogance of, of how we feel, the openness that we have, that we can do things. It's like having an off color moment at work. You say something, maybe that borderline racial or prejudice or whatever. And you know, everyone chuckles it off. And I'm like, well, there's probably one person in the group that just like, man, that's not cool, bro. Like, yeah. you know, we get, we, we all have a level of cringe that we like, ooh, that one is, you know, I remember Family Guy. I was like, man, every time I watched it, I was like, man, this is like, it's funny, but I'm like, man, someone's not finding this funny. And I guess their their thing is just not to watch it, but it exists. It's out there. It's in the public realm. So yeah, it, it's it's hard for someone to see the the extreme examples of Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein and not say, well, you know what? I mean, I better I better tighten my ship up here. I, I I better not, you know, do this type of shit or you know, text people something inappropriate or you know, it, it just doesn't sound good. You know, you gotta like, you gotta like toe the line because again, it can be, he could have been friendly because maybe that's how he thought friendly was. But again, we all watch these, these sexual harassment video trainings every time. And I remember, I remember when I worked for the postal service, one night I was, there was like some loose magazines that were out from a, a batch or whatever, a sorting mail. And this is when the swimsuit issue was like really like good. They're not as good now, but so I'm like, I'm, thumbing through one at work, I'm on break. And someone said to me, that older female said to me, she said, that's not cool. I'm like, oh, I'm touching the mail. She goes, that, and also that you're looking at that in front of me. Like you're gawking at it. Like you guys are gawking at it. And I'm like, it's a swimsuit issue. Like it's not Playboy, it's not Penthouse. It's, it's a, but that was, I, I was called into the office to, to be told like, hey, you guys can't do that. Like you guys can't look at that in front of people because it offends. So I I was like, I'm confused as to what the line is. I'm telling a joke to someone, you're standing and you're earshot of the joke and you go to the office and be like, hey, Matt and Cleaver on the floor talking inappropriately about women. And it's like, that's like a sexual harassment thing because mm -hmm. you're not supposed to do that in the workplace. Well, yeah. Everybody just said, oh, she's smoking hot. And someone gets offended at, oh, oh, smoking hot, really? I'm like, holy yeah. shit, what do you say? Like what do you you're say? Objectifying. No, I, yeah. yeah, you're objectifying. I know that I have made it a point for me to be more aware and cognizant of of those things. You know, like, um, and to be to be fair too, like I voted for President Biden, but I was very critical about those instances, and more specifically critical about what felt like his brush off of the situation. You know, he kind of laughed it off and said, "Oh." You know, it, it, everybody chalked it up to like, oh, it's just, you know, Uncle Joe. And I'm like, no, see, like, it doesn't work that way. The kids, when he was doing it to the, to the kids, that's yeah. when I was like, this is, oh, someone, someone said, so hey, 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 don't touch someone else's kid like that. Uh, yeah, the I remember the first job I had in, in this area before I started working where I currently work in. Um, there was a guy who was like the hiring coordinator. Like I was like a temp job and I was mm. there just biding my time, making enough money to make sure I could pay rent and all that stuff as I was applying for jobs. And he, I remember one time I was sitting at a desk with my back turned and he came up and like started rubbing my shoulders Oof. and I was like, and I didn't react, <laughs> but I'm like, is this real life? Like he just came up and 
rub the shoulders of a 24 year old like that's not weird at all right and i and it's it's a moment that i think back to a lot when i hear stories about you know these women being uncomfortable and so forth and i think you're right i think that the invincibility factor for a lot of men specifically like i know a lot of women who never feel invincible in any regard like Mm -hmm. they have listened to episodes of my show and when i say like be aware of your surroundings and i mean that in a mental sense they think of it in a physical sense like i can't wear noise canceling headphones because there's too many men who are creepy right yeah i can't i can't leave myself that vulnerable and it's not something i think we consider enough like the stories that you hear about like the the cuomo victims and the less miles victims and stuff Mm -hmm. i think it's easier for them to feel comfortable because now we have a platform in which they can do so like that notoriety cancel culture without being you know coy about it like they are we i think a lot of these victims feel more comfortable because they know but the people that are getting victimized that are just your neighbors like they Mm -hmm. don't have that and so like Mm -hmm. if they talk about like maddie ice has been doing this to me like they don't get the same satisfaction of me getting fired from my job immediately or me not yeah. being in the neighborhood completely. So no, I but think, they, but they, know? but they get the, I'm sorry to cut you, but they no, get the, the satisfaction of, I'm going to tell my husband about this and you're going to approach the guy and be like, Hey, what the fuck's your problem? Cause my wife is telling me that you're, you're being like, you're being a jerk, you know, like that's, that's where that goes. Like, you know, like I said, she, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm marginalizing this probably, but if she went to her boyfriend or the guy she was dating or her husband and like, hey, hey, you know, the governor is being fresh. Yeah. You know, like imagine your wife telling you, hey, you know, my boss is being really like, what are you going to. She's telling you because she wants she needs to unpack it. But then as someone hearing it, you're like, you know what? I got to protect my, you know, I got to circle the wagons here and go in and be like, hey, what the fuck? I don't give a fuck if you're the governor or not. What's the mm-hmm. fuck's your problem? What are you doing? But then. I'm sure a lot of people struggle with the idea that, well, he is the governor, so I could lose my job. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the fear yeah, of fear. losing, the fear mm-hmm. of losing, not only the, like the physical job and the money, but losing yeah. your lifestyle, losing, losing the circle. Because again, if you whistleblow and you come and you go to like a new job, they're like, oh, that's, that's the guy, mm-hmm. you know? So now people are, people are apprehensive to be around you. This is, well, you know what? He's going to snitch on me. Hey, I have an extra donut. Is it cool? That you see this, and you're like, come on, guys. You know, like seriously, I just took down a government agency, but have your donut. You know, like whistleblower protections. Whistleblower protections don't protect people from the court of public opinion. Yes, they protect you from like retaliation, retaliation. of losing. Yeah, of losing yeah. losing said job. But you know? what they don't account for is the work life being so miserable that somebody would just quit. Right. So in essence, the retaliation is there still it's just not something that is defined within like those whistleblower you know uh in the whistleblower realm but um speaking of cuomo i think that is a great segue into our now weekly segment of uh, yeah. cowboy of the cowboy of the week so take us into it man Yeah. so my cowboy of the week is senator ron johnson from the great state of wisconsin oh look at that man. i like that man. one so, man uh, like, let the listeners so, know what he did. So, um, in attempts to stymie the progress of a vote that was inevitable, uh, to to put together a relief plan, whether you feel it's 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 good enough, bad enough, it's you know not sound enough, whatever, but to put together a relief plan to help our fellow Americans, um, this guy 
invoked one of the Senate rules, so he wasn't out of bounds with doing so, that he wanted the entire 600-page bill to be read aloud in the chamber, which took 11 hours that these clerks had to stand by and read it. And if you, so CNN had like a snippet, it was like article one, subset eight, paragraph one. And these guys were reading an entire bill that took 11 hours of our taxpayer time. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it fostered the debate segment that that they needed to kind of put the bill through. But can you imagine someone doing that just to just to just just because I can do that because it's in the within the rules. Yeah. It's like it's like certain like baseball doesn't have written rules like you don't hit a guy, you know, like you don't do certain things. If you hit a guy, I'm going to charge them out. Like don't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's unwritten though. It's unwritten. There's no there's no rule. So can you imagine someone telling you, "Hey Matt, you know what that proposal that you sent over? Can you have one of your guys read it to me?" I'm like, "What?" Like it's 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 45 pages. It's like I I see them stand there and read it to me. This is what, imagine? This is what's <laughs> crazy. This is what stops progress though with politics. Oh, yeah. And for the listeners like I I realize that two out of four weeks Cleef has picked a Republican congressperson as his <laughs> cowboy of the week. But that's not necessarily because Cleve is a staunch Democrat. It's just because these individuals seem to be doing things that are quite cowboyish and stupid. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking at you, Mariachi Ted. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Uh, but th- I think that's a good one because what I've noticed is that a lot of these politicians on both sides want to, you know, use this stimulus package as some sort of a game. Yeah. when we're talking about pennies on the dollar for the government but it's changing money for a lot of people and yeah. and it's sad that you're right that they would go through that to waste 11 hours when all we're trying to do is in some way boost the american people during what has now been a year-long pandemic and we've only done it twice so what is it 1400 this time is that what the, yeah. the money was? Yeah. So combined yeah. with the other one, we're talking two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars, yeah, yeah, two thousand yeah. bucks in a year. So think about how but, you know, that goes. Yeah, yeah, but we can, but we can spend eighteen million dollars on a F eighteen Hornet, and we're not even in wartime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you crazy. tried to do that. You tried to do that with Bill Gates's wallet buying Apaches, and you couldn't even get there. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I you know, I, I just, I just, I just, you know, in all seriousness, I, I just looked at someone that said hey i'm gonna do this because i want to slow up the progress it was no other reason and he said it he said i i'm gonna do everything in my power to slow this down i know it's gonna it's gonna go through but i'm gonna i'm gonna evoke this and i'm like wow you know this is insane but you know this is what this is where we're at so he's my cowboy of the week all right so my cowboy of the week is the rapper soldier boy um, oh, I don't know. Man. Okay. So, no. So what happened with Soldier now? All right. So so Soldier had a tweet uh, at the end of February that said rap game faker than WWE. And uh, for those of you who are wrestling fans, if you don't follow Randy Orton on Twitter, you should because he's very entertaining. So this was Randy's response. Fake? Dare this prick to step up. He don't like movies? Consider us actors that do stunts without pads 200 days a week, uh, 200 days a year, and don't bitch when we get surgically repaired and come right back. Consider us a hundred times tougher than anyone you've ever come across. Ain't nothing but a bitch ass. Good for, good for you, Randy. Soldier well doubled down, by the way. Continue huh. to double down. And um, it's just amazing. So for, for the listeners, uh, pro wrestling is scripted in terms of its violence and its outcomes. I think we all know this. 
But one no-no is to call it fate because the injuries and possible outcomes for these uh, individuals who take part in this uh, is real. The, the yeah. injuries are real. And you see the death tolls that have happened of wrestlers before the age of 50 from a time not that far gone, right? Yeah. Um, and, and today's wrestling product is much, at least on the professional, like the highest levels is much safer for the most part because they have at least done what they can to protect themselves more. But just because something is scripted doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's safe. And uh, to call wrestling fake generally irks a lot of wrestlers and i was happy that randy said something about it because they are putting their asses on the line 200 days a year away from families and i get that they're getting paid and they're getting compensated but as i as we talked about this morning they're not all getting compensated the way you think they are yeah um yeah. these guys in developmental you know that are busting their asses the same way for for less way less pay 120k a year and we're talking about some pretty horrific injuries that most of us in the civilian world don't ever have yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Career threatening, life threatening in some cases. Like you and I have show seen footages of those backyard wrestlers. Oh man. And no insurance probably, you know, no real job probably. And you gotta you gotta deal with that injury. Yes. And rehab. And so uh, he the reason he he overtook it for me was just because of the reaction that he got from much of the uh the the wrestlers but randy specifically uh, you know kind of called out and said like you're not you're nobody anymore yeah like, yeah yeah you, yeah the kids the kids aren't checking for you randy is a third generation wrestler too his dad and his grandfather all wrestled so that's a family lineage of people putting their bodies on the line to make a living and even boxers yeah. right like i know that we've talked about boxing as being one of the most dangerous ways of making a living and people will say well they signed up for it that's true but for some of these people, it was their only way out. Yeah. And and it's not to say that's the case for wrestlers. A lot of people get into wrestling because they have a genuine passion for it. And it's a very you know niche market. But it's not fake in, in terms of how it's affected a lot of people's lives and affects families. So for Soldier to say, it, you could say what, that the rap game is fake. Fine. I don't really care about that. But to then say, use WWE as the example, not really a great mm. thing. So do you have any honorable mentions this week? Um, Governor Abbott of Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and again, sorry, guys, I am not bagging on teabagging Republicans. I'm just kind of going with the facts here. Um, so we're on the precipice of possibly beating this thing, meaning that not within the next month or two, but we can possibly have a fall uh, and maybe even a winter that we can see our loved ones again. I don't care about going to a restaurant or a goddamn movie. I just care about seeing my mom that I haven't seen in a year, mm -hmm. you know? Like just to make a trip up north and kind of see the old gang. And to open the entire state without any restrictions, it's a little, it's a little like haphazard. You know, it, if he just said, you know what, it's time that we open the state in phases again, or, you know, we're gonna keep the mask up if you're fully vaccinated like we, because that's even a whole nother thing because they're, they're giving these guidelines that if you're fully vaccinated, that you could not have your mask. But are they giving someone a card to say, hey, I got the card, I'm I'm yeah. good. Versus I'm taking it off and I'm just going to say, yeah, I got vaccinated and I didn't. You know, like mm -hmm. what's going on with that? So, yeah, I just kind of look and I, I, I hope Texans um, as a whole uh, would want to kind of adhere to what's going on, to what the CDC is, is recommending or what the government is recommending. So to get us out of this thing, because this only puts us back and this is happening on the precipice of spring break for a lot of college kids and this is scary because these people are going to flock together to wherever 
and it's going to get nuts again. So yeah, government, you know, he's my, he's my runner up, but he didn't make the final cut because I just felt the ridiculousness of reading a 600 page bill out loud kind yeah. of took, took, took the true essence of a cowboy, which the cowboy from the cowboy state should have got. Yeah, it's actually funny that he's from Texas because if there's ever a, ever a representative of Cowboy Nation, I believe it's the state of Texas. Um, and that's not a, that, that's not me saying that the, the state of te- Texas stinks. I'm saying that the lawmakers in Texas stink. Yeah. Um, but I, I have two honorable mentions. One of them is in the political realm. Actually, any of the governors that have said F it to masks, they're, they're all in that category. Uh, but it looks like the Iowa governor uh, is signing a bill that is making it more difficult to vote early. Uh, for, for people, basically making it nine days shorter, the early voting period and closing the polls uh, an hour early. And I just think to myself, like there there is a sect of people in this country that are directly in my eyes, the target of this type of thing, because mm-hmm. why on earth, if your whole point is for voter turnout, are you making it more difficult for voting? Yeah. And it's just it's incredibly insulting to me as an as an american because we as americans citizens or not right if you're living in the i mean i i understand the idea about citizens not voting and all that stuff but i'm just saying like we should have the ability if we choose to exercise that right to vote yeah and making it more difficult yeah it it, see so so back in the back in during reconstruction which um I've said this on many platforms. I've said this to people that know me know this. Uh, I'm a history buff. And Reconstruction um, was the best and worst time for Black Americans. And the reason I say that is because during Reconstruction, which was the years after the Civil War up until Jim Crow came into existence, um, there were a lot of prominent, um, well-to-do Black Americans, you know, that owned property and and were able to kind of flourish. And if you were directly from slavery and you know you were coming back into society one of the parameters to vote was that you had to be able to show that you can read or write right they, they mm-hmm. test you at the polls like can you yeah. read this but a a rural white american poor poor white american would have to just give an x x your name like sign your name and it's an x <laughs> the next guy it's an x it's <laughs> the same thing and they were allowed to vote. So yeah, making making things a little difficult for a lot of people, it, it, it just kind of shows you how far we have not come with, with a lot of things. But you had a record election turnout, whether yeah. the, it went the way you wanted it to go, in the middle of a pandemic, people mm-hmm. were risking their lives to get online for hours to go vote. I was forced to, to mail mine in, but I'm like, man, you know, this was that important to people. You know, this was that important to people. So, so yeah, it's the fundamental right of our democracy. And I hope that if this governor gets out of office, the next governor comes in, just repeals it. You know, you know? I want to say this too about voting. Um, it is our right, but I want people to exercise that right in a educated fashion. Like if you're going to participate in the voting process, make sure you know what you're voting for on e- on either side. So do, do your homework. That's all I would say. But I don't think yeah. we as a nation should be making it more difficult for people to vote when voter turnout up until this last election has been a huge problem. Yeah. People don't yeah. find a vote. So my other honorable mention 
is uh, Papa John. Have you heard this? This is so good. No. What, so what, he, what did he do now? So, this is so good and yet so infuriating at the same time. He was on, I think it's OAN. Is that that uh, one conservative news network? That's yeah. Like basically yeah. Fox News on steroids. Yeah. Um, and they were asking him about how oppressed he felt because of you know his whole tirade or whatever. And he said out loud, I can't even believe this, that he has been trying to exercise the N-word from his vocabulary for the last 20 months. 20 months. And I'm like, you know, I can give him a piece of free advice that it would take 20 seconds. Just don't fucking say it. He's made more, there are more <laughs> Papa John's in, I mean, you know what, bro? I, 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 I have nothing. I got nothing. 20 months. I got nothing. 20 months. And he nothing. felt that he was targeted because of his conservative views and all this. And I'm like, no, man, you were targeted because you used a word that is <laughs> universally derogatory. And and you have people that's buying from you that you're offending. I I, I just don't get these guys. I months. don't get it. Dude, I don't get okay, it. look, here's the thing, right? If you grew up in a household in which that type of thought was commonplace, I would actually give you 20 days to go back, like you have an incident, and I've always advocated for people that have these instances, they need to go away and they need to truly figure out you know, themselves, right? Like, because that's not the first time they've used that word. It's certainly yeah. not the first time they've had a thought like this. But I love when he think, and he said that in such a way that he was proud of himself, that he spent that yeah. time to- Yeah, I've, I've been trying, time I'm reflecting. trying, yeah. I'm trying, you know Why? what it is? It's like, it's like using profanity in the workplace, right? I have, I have had bosses where I can let an F-bomb go here and there, right? But if I am, if we have visitors and we have yeah. clients in the office and things of that nature, even if they engage in it, we we don't, you know, we don't. So yeah, it's turn it off. <laughs> turn, don't say motherfucker, just turn it off. Like, don't do it. Yes. So yeah, whatever you feel is what you feel. I, it's hard to, you know, when Paula Dean loosely was saying it, I was like, you know what? I don't, I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at her for trying to explain it versus mm -hmm. just saying, versus just saying, listen, I grew up in a time where this was socially acceptable and I am learning, trying to learn from this versus trying to, oh, I have a, I have a friend that's, and I'm like, dude, don't like handlers are like, no, don't like we'll put out a statement and leave it at that. Don't say anything further. I am, I am truly. I am like, people that are out of work. I'm like, people should have handlers. Everyone should have handlers where it is like, Hey Matt, uh, yeah, let's not do that. Or Cleve, don't say that, you know? What I want to know, and actually Chris put it to me this way. He is acting as if that word is a person using like all the time. <laughs> when they're saying. starting a sentence as if I'm trying to get away from saying like before every thought that I have, it's like, n-word and then like is that how he starts every sentence and i just I, I read it and thought to myself it's really sad that there's a lot of people who probably feel that he's doing god's work by yeah, saying hey it's... look i've 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 tried for almost two years to eradicate <laughs> this word from my vocabulary and it's like so what you're admitting to me is that you just can't stop <laughs> yeah you like, can't you can't, can't help you can't help yourself it's, it's not like you're sniffing cocaine you're it's it's not an addiction it's a choice you have a choice to not say it i don't know i just so, I, I don't yeah. get it so so yeah so hey listeners i'm telling you don't support whoever you want to support but if you like papa john's then whatever man 
just don't say it. That, that, that's, yeah. that's the only advice that I could give you is like, it shouldn't take you that long. It took me 20 seconds to figure it out. <laughs> don't say it. So I, I think we have, we, we have a good little crop here. Again, I feel as if maybe we are picking on conservative leaning people, but I just want to say if there's any conservative leaning people listening, uh, if those people that you look up to stop doing stupid things, then maybe they would stop making yeah. the cowboy list because some yeah. of the things we're talking about here are are not very complicated yeah like, no it, they're not they're not it's not it, it should not be fundamentally difficult for you to treat people with decency Plain we 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 we've seen our country rally to help other countries in times of disasters and political unrest and things of that nature and when our own citizens are suffering, our own citizens are facing eviction. There are food lines for our own citizens. We're like, listen, open open up the pocketbook for us. Mm-hmm. We can do it for everyone else. No, did anyone, and I might, I might, you know, there might be a fact check on this. Did anyone offer to help us, you know, other than giving us some PPE at some point when we were failing on that? But no one's like saying, hey, let's go rescue, like, let's give them money. Let's donate money to this, donate money to that. You know, someone told me the other day, um, I something about Amazon and he's like, oh, I, I, I don't buy Amazon. I'm like, how, how is that possible? Like everyone, everything, everyone buys something from Amazon, the way I feel about it. He goes, because Jeff doesn't, like he's making billions of dollars and his, his workers can't take a 15 minute piss break. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, it was simple as that. And that conversation led to like, holy shit, like, you know, where it's like, you're so high in the ivory tower, you forget who's working for you. Yep. Happens all the time. You know? yeah. And I think that disconnect between people of, of that ilk that are that rich, you know, it, it yeah. changes things. But uh, so good, good submissions for you. Uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we get out of here? Um, Just that. You know, be be. Uh, we talked about this the other day, you and I and your wife. Um, in this time, be kind to just be kind to people that you come across. Um, in this pandemic, we you know we tend to see the we tend to see in the news media the best of what we can in people, but personally, we've seen the worst in people. Just people not acknowledging each other. Um, I uh, I realize that I can't smile in a mask for someone to see that, but I can nod my head. And yeah. when I see people, I'm like, hey, how are you doing or whatever? Because they mm-hmm. can't see me smile. They, you yeah. know, they say smile with your eyes, but I'm like, how do you do that? But yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I was, <laughs> the sales guy tell me that. But I just, I just say, I just say this because I've seen random acts of kindness before the pandemic, but during this time to ask, you know, someone, in the store if they're okay like i i saw someone fumbling for change in costco the other day and i'm like how much do you need they're like oh no i got it I'm like no 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 so like how much you know do you need a, a dollar do you need two dollars or do you need a five it's easy for me because again i know someone's probably scraping the bottom of the barrel i don't have much yeah. but i have enough to say hey you need 50 cents i got 50 cents for you yeah you know so just be kind be kind to people that's all i gotta say yeah i i, I echo that sentiment and i think too uh, showing people some grace as well, you know, in that same regard. But um, I, I, I will drop a little bit of a uh, an episode that I just recorded before we got on. And I, one thing I said was about how when I look back at the last year, so many people have focused on the negatives of it. And I think too few people have taken the positive route and find an opportunity that they can that they can grab a hold of. And I think it's really important that people do that because if you don't start doing that now, you're going to forget to do it when life is back to normal. 
yeah. just be just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean that you can't do things that you always wanted to do or that you shouldn't change something right adapt yourself because i fear that when we go back to normal living we're not going to know how to act in public for a while like, yeah people are yeah. going to get weird and yeah to cleve's point act kind to people show them some grace show them some humility because you yourself at one point or another are going to need that in your life and if you start practicing that now and take the opportunity to sort of see things from somebody else's perspective yeah i think we are going to be better off uh if, if more people do that so i echo that my man yeah uh and i think we've managed to do that too i keep talking about how these shows that we've created um even if they're only listened to by a handful of people right now it's something for us and it's something for them and mm -hmm. we're gonna keep doing it so yes sir uh, i appreciate it my man and uh I look forward to another Cowboy of the Week next week. I'll be on. All right. I'll be on, I'll be on alert. <laughs> yeah, all right, brother. Peace. Yeehaw.